to positions of hopelessness and helplessness. The government gives them the drugs, builds bigger prisons, passes a three-strike law, and then wants us to sing God Bless America. No, no, no. Is it warm in no. here? No. Or is that just my son, Anders <laughs> who escaped my birth canal after four long years? Four long years in my pussy administration. <laughs> he took four years to <laughs> make... I pushed through Congress every day to have a big, strong, autistic boy who becomes a clown. <laughs> Republicans are going to fight me on that. And to them, I say, I'll spill a drink on you. <laughs> what was it like? What was Anders like when he was a young boy? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Just the sweetest dumpling pop. <laughs> I'd sit him on my lap and we'd play the saxophone together. I'd say, you can press the D key. <laughs> you can, no, that's an F sharp, little Anders. Ha, ha, ha. Oh. Wow. I love you, Anders. I'm your mom. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Anders, mom. Welcome to the show. Hello, everyone. Another week. Are we recording that whole thing? I got some of that, oh, yeah. God. I don't think I really got the beginning of it where we established that Andrew's mom is Bill Clinton, so <laughs> it's going to be really confusing. It's going to be a rough chop, <sighs> but sometimes the first wave is the messiest one in the surf. Welcome to the show, y'all. Welcome to the show. That's what Ooh. they say. Oh, yeah. Weather's fine the here weather. in goddamn America. Uh-huh. The weather's fine. Which is how we start the show <laughs> by telling you how the weather is. There's never been a better week to be invested in United <laughs> States politics <laughs> than this one. Hello, everyone. I'm Jake Flores, and that's Anders Lee. Anders Lee here, making this into a weather podcast. I'm, I'm sure that's a thing with comics. Love to find niches to make podcasts out of. Yeah, like that sounds the like the worst idea of all time. They're just like talking about different <laughs> kinds of clouds. <laughs> oh, it's windy. Fun. That sucks. Um, you ever be single when it's windy? Anders' mom is here. Hello, Anders' mom. God. Hey, everybody. Let's rock it. Just kidding. That's how she sounds. That's Alex. Just Lattac. kidding. Just We're just having fun. Just goofing off here on our show just, where we don't... Praise Hitler. That's the thing about our podcast. Let's listen to Kanye, man. We might as well start with him. You know, it's like he had a really cool outfit and stuff, and he was a really good architect. And, uh, and so you're in love with the with the with the with the with the, arch- the, 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 the look of it. And he didn't kill six million Jews. That's just like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's uh, like he had a really cool outfit. Yeah. Kanye West went on Alex Jones to come up with to share his fan fiction. He's been writing about Hitler. <laughs> He's. I'm, I'm sure everyone's seen this. Really, really point this out, but I we might as well discuss why is he just 
wearing a black hood like a yeah so this is something i've been doing on my podcast more fit checks <laughs> time to fit check kanye west on Infowars. we can start with black ba- black balaclava over his face the entire three hour <laughs> this, this is a thing of his he, he uh designed a while ago i think he's been doing rocking with this look for he designed years. the balaclava just uh, well, I don't know if he's like obviously he's not one the first wears. person to do this, but he started doing this where he just wears like a sock over his face. Yeah, when he was dating Megan Fox, yeah. I thought that was her uh, idea, but it apparently wait, it was Megan his. Fox or what's her what's face, her Julia Fox, Julia yes, Fox. Yes. Okay. Not yeah. to confuse our beautiful foxes. Yeah, he was dating. <laughs> They're all foxes to me. I bet Julia <laughs> Fox. Andrew's mom. You're here. Um, I bet Julia Fox is so embarrassed by him this week. She said she. Was going to save it for her memoir. Oh, Julia. Keep, money people. on the wallet. Yeah. She wait, She was going to save the fact that he's anti-Semitic. But just her, yeah. her, her whole experience with this, <laughs> this being. Wonderful man. Uh, <laughs> you know what's confusing to me about him, and I guess anti-Semites in general, is that like he hates Jews, right? It's his new thing that he's unveiled. Yeah, that's his new thing. But then he also likes Hitler, and then he says... But Hitler didn't actually kill six million Jews, right? Why wouldn't that's a? I thought that's why you liked him because you hate Jews. So why would you then? Okay, so normal anti Semites, I'd say, well, they're not being genuine with you. They're kind of playing the game at both ends because uh, they like that he kills the Jews, but they don't want his name to be besmirched before you can get deeper into the conversation about the pride of the national racial state or whatever. But Kanye's conception of what Hitler is goes beyond any of the boundaries I've ever seen people talk about Hitler, so I do not know what he's talking about. Uh, during this interview, he claims Hitler invented highways and the microphone. Yeah. He it's said in that one he's true. a wonderful architect. I haven't heard I that before. I mean, I guess that they mean like... Yeah, uh, well, I know this from the movie. Are you gonna say architect of the Holocaust? Because he literally wasn't. There's a different guy. Right, he paid he, a different guy to do that. Yeah, he. He's, he has a great a, movie about that too. Cool outfits. <laughs> he does have cool out. You gotta admit it. I mean, his hairstyle has come back. You have to admit. Hugo Boss. People still wear it. Yeah, but that was that was just twenties, thirties hair. Every a lot of people wore that. Though. Yeah, he wasn't the only one with that stupid. Charlie Chaplin has his mustache. Yeah. But in nobody's the, on fucking the radio talking about how goaded Charlie Chaplin is anymore. Uh-huh. <laughs> There is a scene in Downfall where he's like designing Berlin for like Berlin's being wrecked. He's a wonderful around architect. them. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, but look what we will build after the war's over. Just all these great. This um, it's it's actually a pretty beautiful. <laughs> he's scene. A, he's in the uh, throne room, locked with his models, like King Viserys and yeah. House of the Dragon. Sure, leave me with my models. I get that reference. Yeah, Jake's loving this reference. Yeah, <laughs> I'm lying. I have not seen the show. Oh well, there's a lot of uh, the king being left alone with his model room. I only know about <laughs> Negroni Spagliato. It actually makes a ton of sense if if that's Prosecco. what he's going off uh, of the architecture thing. Makes a ton of sense for Kanye to be um, enraptured by that because it's it's delusion. That was delusion. On Hitler's part. Yeah. He's a delusional visionary, and so is Kanye. It is hard looking back at Kanye's body of work and being like, who could see this coming? And anything after my beautiful twist of dark fantasy where he has the whole song about I am a god and (laughs) (laughs) just delusions of grandeur. Uh, Black Skinhead, his big song on that album for Wolf of Wall Street. 
just kind of like playing around with Nazi stuff in the open for 10 years. But it is, he's on an entirely different level where the right wing uh, pundits don't know what to do with him anymore as of yesterday. Like they had him on, they were thinking like, oh, we can kind of make him, we're the masters at this game where we say Nazi stuff, but then disavow it. Yeah. We'll just get him in on that. And then he's the most famous man in the world. We'll ride that to the top. And he just did not play along. Right. He's just like, Hitler's cool. He didn't kill Jews, but should. Uh, it's really interesting <laughs> watching people maneuver around this in that world because, like, a lot of people are using this terminology like, oh, he, like, overnight became a. Uh, anti-semitic like he took this hard turn but it really gives away the game a little bit with what how they operate because he was saying everything but hitler is good up until yesterday and then as soon as he crossed that line they were like what is he doing yeah yeah but he said all the other stuff and we all went that's right wing that's fascist shit and they're like no you can't just call someone fascist because they have different beliefs than you (laughs) but he like broke that for them too which is funny in a way. I would argue too the reason he crosses the line is to get the attention he wasn't getting before which is like the second you say the new insane thing we're all going to talk about you for the week. Yeah he's like a he's this like quantum thing that just like can't if there's an empty space he has to fill it or something. There's this really sad paradigm that happens with billionaires and we've been watching this with Elon Musk buying Twitter for the last month where just like they are the loneliest people in the entire world Mm -hmm. (laughs) and they have teams around them at all time that essentially you interact with like their NPCs you know what I mean (laughs) like he's hanging out with um uh, Nick Fuentes in the way that you can like talk to fucking Piccolo in the Dragon Ball open world game (laughs) which is amazing because um they were they went on Tim Pool last week for like you know 30 seconds and Tim Pool was like you know people call you Nick a uh white supremacist but you're hanging out with a black guy. Checkmate. And Fuentes Damn. was, you could Flawless. tell he was like really uncomfortable with it. Kind of like puts his hand over his eyebrow like, yeah. I guess we're <laughs> hanging out. <laughs> Just because it's really, really, really good for my career. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you could tell part of him hates it. Um, <laughs> yeah, the Nazi part. <laughs> yeah, but they still <laughs> will do this really thing. Big on. <laughs> They'll still do this thing. And this is... Um, a recent development within the white power movement is they try to give like an inch of plausible deniability where they're like, we don't hate all Jewish people. We just have a problem with Jewish practices. Yeah, you could tell he was doing some like... like, He was doing these lines that you could tell somebody was feeding him. Like he kept saying like, I don't hate Hitler or any human being. And it's like, well, if you were like Hitler so much, that kind of does belies your hate for some other people so yeah. <laughs> uh you're getting he's definitely getting coached uh for the interview and then just going wild with it right um <sighs> owen benjamin's back all right. these they were, guys they were reading just... his material kind of was reading <laughs> owen benjamin jokes uh, they were so bad i blocked them out of my mind but uh he, <laughs> he was reading them on air yeah so they're just like all in a private jet with him, like him and Tim He's Pool. Got a whole wacky pack together. It's so annoying that there's like a handful of people that just are the news now, and a, a big <laughs> group of them is the worst far right, like failed comedian pundit guys of all time. Uh, they really know how to get in the squad. Um, the the discourse of that immediately becomes like. <laughs> 
Don't share Kanye West's interview because people will Google Hitler. Oh my God, that fucking <laughs> yeah. guy. Uh, one of those like just hella online. I'm at everything uh, left Twitter accounts that gets shared constantly. That guy Joshua Potash or whatever. He uh, unfollowed me for saying you've all to be kidding me, so I'm mad at him. He, <laughs> this is our revenge. He fucking had that tweet yesterday that was like, what's happening is serious. People are going to be Googling Hitler <laughs> because of this, which is like, I'm sorry, but that's not very material thinking. That's not very any thinking. Everyone knows what Hitler is, and he's not going to become... I, this is just not how it works. I've seen that. I understand what the tank, the take he's like going for, which is like once the line has moved from just saying all of Hitler's things but disavowing Hitler to just openly embracing Hitler, if you have like the most famous man alive doing that, like how many non programmed, you know, like hip hop heads throughout the Midwest are now just like, I'm a big Hitler guy. I'm sorry. I guess this guy's name is Joshua P. Hill. Maybe the P. Who are you talking about? I think he he may have been, you know, doxxed, so he might have changed his name on there, but. Oh. It doesn't matter who it is. Uh, is Google Hitler. People are going to joke about Kanye. People are going to blame his mental health. But the truth is that he's normalizing Nazism for the whole world, for a whole lot of people. I know that word is overused, but folks will be Googling Hitler tonight. <laughs> <laughs> it's so incredibly dangerous. I just. I the, did Google Hitler, though. I Googled did be, Hitler invent the microphone the cr- right away. <laughs> the cringy activist thing of like using the word folks is real subtle here. <laughs> yeah. but it's, uh, fo- this phrase. But folks will be Googling Hitler tonight. <laughs> it's like so funny. Even beyond Get the that, family together. Folks will be changing their handles on Twitter to. <laughs> Read Mein Kampf by Adolf Hitler. Ah. It's probably the most annoying, I have to say, the most annoying thing about him is just constantly Read like, Settlers read by the, yeah. Adolf Hitler. Yeah, okay. well, because it's whatever book he just read, he's like, you need to read this. Yeah. It's, it's just a, a very club. condescending, fucking humorless way to go about your life. I changed my, well, I mean, I think it can also spread information, which is why my handle is now Read the Butter Battle Book by Dr. Seuss. <laughs> Actually, I should change that to the Lorax, because that's... The Lorax is sick. Environmental. Man. Teaches you about yeah. People could learn about the Lorax. Folks will be googling Doctor Seuss tonight. <laughs> that could be a problem because you know, wasn't he like a racist or something? Well, well, he, he, did he was anti- an active propagandist during World War II, so he made. Let's just say some of the star belly sneeches were Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave it at that. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Um. Yeah, uh, Kanye West triggering Alex Jones on his own show, making him do the nervous laugh, (laughs) (laughs) making him kind of squirm on air. By the way, being live for three hours in an uncomfortable situation is a nightmare scenario. (laughs) 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 I don't know if you remember some of these live Dem debates we did towards the end there where they were getting kind of sad and we were just on stage like, oh, shit. Yeah. (laughs) Like, you have to go to the bathroom and stuff. How do they do this shit? (laughs) There's a room full of people that look mad at me. Like, it's my fault. I think I'm sure Alex Jones's <laughs> catheters and, like, stuff, like, he's turning his pee into vitamins or something yeah. from a catheter. They, they don't, from a catheter. That Like, that's another thing about this is that because these are people who exist in this, like, niche alternative media space, there's not, like, a whole infrastructure of Nazi shit for these people to be going on all the time. It's just a handful of podcasts that are all like six hours long. And it's frustrating because whenever this stuff happens, it's like, 
All right. Well, I guess someone has to watch this whole fucking thing and find the little good parts where he talks about Hitler's cool outfit or whatever. But it's, it's such an annoying grift. It's it's for like a handful of really deranged people that actually watch the show, you know, right. and then it gets filtered out to everyone else. Yeah, it does. Instead of taking their message more mainstream, which definitely happens the first time he does it or whatever, it really does just put Kanye West like all the way in a corner that he did not exist in before. Did you see he, he brought on a guest? An Elmo? A, th- a third guest. Netanyahu. Oh. He brought was, on Netanyahu. Okay, so I saw several clips of this. Was he doing Elmo's voice or Netanyahu's voice? He was doing Netanyahu's voice. We don't. He was wearing. There was a, the person speaking was wearing a mask, so we don't really know. It could have been anyone. It could have been Netanyahu himself. Um, well, he did like a comedy bang bang. Yeah, thing. he had. It wasn't quite a Paul puppet. Of he was using it as a puppet, but it was a little like net, and I think that was the. Let me find if I can get the joke oh, that off was of that. Net and Yahoo. Yeah, uh, and he kept. He did a. Do, he was doing an Elmo like voice as yeah. He did an Anders visual bit on Here, the podcast. I guess. Jake, I'm gonna try to send it to you. Hold on. Send it to me on Twitter. Yeah. It was yeah, it, and it was it was kind of falling flat and and <laughs> yeah because it's Jones. not funny. <laughs> it's really confusing what he's trying to do. <laughs> Alex Jones is just like you're a, a designer and a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good Alex Jones. He sounds like a monster. Thank you. I mean, my my grandfather was uh, a monster. Yeah, a well, he monster. told us my grandfather loved cookies. He's a cookie monster. All right, yeah, I sent you the video. Okay, I got it. Uh, let's see here. Hey, you right after this? <laughs> what you want, man? Hey, you right after this? I'm gonna say you crazy. I'm gonna take your your family away from you. We're not done with you yet. You cannot cause free thought. We have to control the history books. We have to control the banks. This is bombing so hard in the InfoWars studio right now. Uh, that was horrible. He's like doing a little, yeah, like a He's little got a, a net. voice. Also, I think that played out of my computer speakers, but it looks like it got on. I heard it in my headphones, but yeah, so the net is net and Yahoo, but he's trying to stop free speech. <laughs> Because of his secret Jewish cult thing. I, I don't understand exactly. This is the thing, too, is this man is like having a very public psychic breakdown and no one is helping him. It's very sad. <laughs> yeah. In a, as we were you know talking about, it, these guys don't know how to handle this, right? Because they are used, they are so used to calling everyone else Hitler uh, without, you know, thinking about the history of fascism, Nazism, and all that stuff, which is the, uh, historically, it's been to suppress the left. That's what fascism is, and that's what Nazism was. Um, and they, you know, they don't know that, so they're just used to, like, turning around every criticism of them to, like, well, you're the fascist. You're yeah. Hitler. And now that someone's saying, like, Hitler's cool, you can see, like, the brains frying in real time. Like, they don't know how to maneuver away from it it really does fry like their entire circuitry in yeah. a really funny way it's funny that kanye exists and is doing all this insane shit i can I, one thing i want to say about him though that is odd is that um i was getting to this like circular argument with people about artists and like uh there's a tendency for people to go like um oh i never liked kanye's music now now that he's a nazi you know as if to say 
I knew he was a Nazi before somehow <laughs> because his music was bad, which is like the way he used the bass. St- I can tell. Yeah, it's like stupid, and I think <clears throat> Kanye is a great example of the fact that uh, you can be like really artistically talented and a bad person, and the two things are just not correlated. And often, often people that are really talented are monsters i mean hitler for example was a wonderful architect well (laughs) invented the microphone (laughs) what uh but what i'm just getting at here is that watching him do that like elmo puppet thing uh he's a terrible comedian those skills Mm -hmm. don't transfer at all and uh yeah, he's tried to be funny a lot before this. This is not the first time he's, you know, fallen flat. Yeah, on he's that part of it sucks at it. He's not like a Donald Glover. I can do everything. Like he just is a musical genius. He's kind of the most serious man alive, which is why <laughs> this turn is so crazy. Well, <laughs> yeah. like what he's doing on going on all these podcasts is not similar, not dissimilar to how we spend our time, and it's weird to watch him doing bits and shit and then trying to, I mean, he's trying to do something. He's going on these things for some reason to try to get some ideas across and he just fucking sucks at it. I was thinking about how specifically Kanye like has a following to make like this, the most dangerous fan base to like go completely alt right. Like if Jay Z tomorrow was like, by the way, I love Hitler. No one would care. Like even people who love Jay Z would be like, ah, that sucks or whatever, you know, like nobody's willing to like kill themselves for him the way that people are for Kanye. Yeah. Maybe like Taylor Swift or BTS or something. It's very sad because I always think about... Yeah. I you th- get all these people that break down at once. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about probably my first exposure to Kanye was All Falls Down, the song. Yeah. Which is a really beautiful song lyrically too because it's sort of a searching, you know, uh, song about like insecurity and, and you know coming from not a lot and then needing to wear watches and and you know look like you're uh rich and more settled than you are and, you gotta and wear that a clava. yeah and instead of like exploring that and maybe coming to the realization that like yeah that's because that shit is stupid and like the celebrity lifestyle and all this you know uh all these status symbols are dumb and rejecting that he kind of like just folded more into it did you, you know, guys see the Kanye all, documentary? Last I started year? watching it. Yeah, it's really strangely paced. Like the first three, so it's done entirely by his friend who keeps putting himself in the documentary. Yeah, he's a comic, right? Yeah, he's a comic. So he's like, and by the way, here's a set I did. And then there's like <laughs> five minutes of it, and that says like, and you go to the store, and your girlfriend's like, call me or whatever. Um, and then it's like, oh, and back to following Kanye around. Uh, he is significantly less insane when he yeah. is younger. In a way where you have to wonder, like, how much of this is, like, what fame and money does to a person and how much is a late-onset genetic disease that this man has? Do you think? Mm. Because he's not even, you know, responding in real time to, you know... Uh, ideas or discussion anymore towards and like the fourth one so uh, the, the the biographer or whatever his friend the documentarian is like by his side every second of the day for like four or five years and essentially like discovers Kanye on his local TV program and so he's following him around and just like a lot of documentaries just like them hanging out in a the car and then he gets cut out of the loop 
after his first or second album has no access and then is plugged back in around 2016 and is just like, I don't know what happened to Kanye. (laughs) (laughs) And it's really sad in its own way because it, I don't know, it does kind of seem like the the guy who didn't get famous has the much happier life. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, it, it definitely goes with the trajectory where, you know, he's not famous yet. So he's like, yeah, sure. You can follow me. I don't care. And then eventually he's like getting sort of getting there. And he's like, yeah, maybe not. And then he comes back and is just completely delusional. In a, in a yeah. By the time he's designing sneakers, yeah. he's completely gone. And so we need yeah. somebody to, you know, document everything or show him everything about himself. That is interesting. I hadn't thought about maybe well, if he just has like a brain tumor or something, but it, I just see, he seems like such a good example of the, all the, material explanations of like fame and wealth yeah. being unnatural and stupid and not a way that people should be living. Cause no one ever is having a genuine conversation with you. Like he's talking like Justin Bieber or whatever. Even Justin Bieber is like, this man is even more famous than I am. You know, yeah. like no one has ever tells you no about anything. Yeah. And he's just a true believer. Like he, he believes everything that's happening to him is like good. I don't think he's in a position to be like critical about anything in his career ever so like that's just just this is what is the most gassed up human of all time this is what <laughs> happens when you do that that shouldn't happen people, it's you scary should, you should have like peers and shit to like criticize you and stuff but people should stop you from wearing a face mask all day <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> before it comes to that point i don't know man they try to frame it too like it's because his mom died and it's like the things that are happening now are not. <laughs> I know other people <laughs> whose moms have died. <laughs> they haven't done this. Um, man, I got really anti-Semitic when my mom died. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I thought Jews did it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even have a good reason. It's just how messed up I was. Well, they hate their mothers, you know. It, yeah. Classically. In the, we've all seen the Larry David comedy shows mm-hmm. hey i can't say i can't speak of that <laughs> oh no uh getting canceled. oh no <laughs> <laughs> jake is making his kanye turn <laughs> it's happening right now okay well that was only one of three insane things that happened well, can this I, week. let's talk about uh, robocop wait you got something anders yeah I, I just sent you uh tim pool while we're still on this uh who has after the 20 minutes of podcasting with fuentes and Yay. It's funny how it's they complain about like not wanting to, you know, give people the right pronouns or whatever, like yeah. misgendering and stuff, and then they're all like really respectful about calling him yay. Yeah, because they're <laughs> making a fuck ton of money off of him. Yeah. They have to do whatever he says. This, That's what the problem is. This will ha- if if there's like a if the, the goal lines of the culture war get pushed again and there's a new group that is the scapegoat in fucking twenty years they'll be walking around with a non-binary person who is the reactionary non-binary person that hangs out with Tim Pool and they'll respect they, them pronouns and shit. None of these rules actually fucking mean anything to these people. Uh, Do you want me to play this clip? Yeah, this is... So after um, Ye walked off, Kanye walked off, whatever, um, Tim Pool has spent hours and hours rehashing that 20-minute exchange (laughs) and... Uh, has made this video on behalf of Timcast. They have released this as a company to um, talk about the impact that Tim has had on his workers and make sure that uh, they're all safe and uh, shielded from this this uh, uncomfortable incident. 
That's so sweet of them. Here we go. I'm all about individualism, meritocracy, personal responsibility. That means an individual of any background can be capable of anything. More importantly, we have employees here who are Jewish, who spend time in Israel. This is really what his voice and sounds like. You can uh-huh. take your finger off the with a lot thing. of issues that they would talk about. I, I know that things the media says about people isn't always true. People have written lies about me. Obviously, I believe in free speech. I'm actually glad that Tim gave him a chance to clarify the things he was saying, but instead he walked out. And I can't say I'm surprised. <laughs> I kind of suspected it would go bad. I didn't even want to stick around. As far as I can see, he's felt this way for a while, but I really hope that he doesn't feel this way forever. And I appreciate Tim standing up for me and for the other Jewish employees here at Timcast. I just <laughs> thank just, you, Tim. <laughs> uh, I, let me just tell you something about that video. If you could not see it while it was playing. That woman was hella edited. Like whatever she actually <laughs> said. <laughs> Every time she talked, she, her face just clipped. <laughs> they did like South Park chef shit to her. Yeah, there was a weird cult situation going on there at Timcast. Uh, I don't know if you saw the video of Temple's sister. This was actually pretty sad, but uh, his sister was you know, in need of some help and he refused to give her money and was like, instead you have to come down to my weird compound in West Virginia. So she like brought her kids down to West Virginia and then he like was a madman and asked her to leave and shit. And he just has this sort of like harem almost of female employees who like run everything. And if, and if you watch the, the full video, which I did, but the, the full pool video with, girls, yeah, the pool girls, with with uh, Kanye and Nick Fuentes, they he spends two hours talking with two women who work for him, and it's just this very weird situation. I think it's it's a, a cult that basically. hard to explain. He gets no women, <laughs> so he hires nothing but women. Yeah. His Amazonian guard to stay around him, and protect him from the allegations of uh, being a man's man. Right. Um, it's just funny how he was sh- so shaken by this incident with. Kanye and has had to like decompress about it for like a week now. It's insane because uh, he this just washed away the story from a week before where he was just like being pretty openly fascist himself about the Club Q shooting, just not not saying I like Hitler is the only difference. (laughs) Just Uh, saying like the shooting was of course going to happen and it's going to keep going to happen, almost like he's encouraging it. Yeah. Man, but God. again, not going to the next level and saying, like Hitler, who I uh, replicate and want to follow. Yeah, there's man, there's so many of these just people. We got to get off of the douches. <laughs> we could talk about them forever. I'm moving into the woods. There's so many douchebags. And, uh, you know, that five second clip of that woman does make me want to know her story. <laughs> people have been lying <laughs> about me. Yeah, right. <laughs> I don't know, man. Who cares? Let's talk about the RoboCop thing happening in San Francisco. They made a RoboCop? Yeah, they made a RoboCop. Have you seen it? I've seen a picture of it. It looks like Wally. So the <laughs> It's like this evil Wally, it's yeah. The incel Wally. He's got a Gatlin gun on him. He has a weapon on him and he looks he looks fast. And the city council officially voted to give police lethal force using robots. And so <laughs> they have have a meeting 
uh, I guess right before the vote where everyone is trying to just like justify a situation in which you are going to need a killer robot. (laughs) So I think, I think it works like this. It's in San Francisco. It's like the tech haven of America. Somebody told the police station, Hey, I'll give you a killer robot. And they're just working backwards into like, we have to legalize this wrong. <laughs> I'm going to start popping people in the street. And apparently they're, the, they're planning on utilizing it not as like a mobile gun turret like you think of when you think of a killer robot, but as a, as a like moving bomb. Yeah. So like a bomb that chases you. Suicide bomber. Yeah. A robot. You know, sometimes in the streets I don't feel safe because I'm concerned the police, they only have handguns. And they couldn't pursue a, a terrorist into a building and blow the whole building <laughs> for my safety. Oh, man. They kept talking about um, that Las Vegas shooting at the hotel. If only we had had a robot. What do you mean? That to wouldn't have blow been... up the hotel. What are we talking about? There are other... Yeah. I'm not even going to dignify that with trying to pick it apart. That's dumb as shit. So someone, so someone, ga- someone gifted them the robot. Is what happened. I'm assuming <laughs> it's very much backwards logic. It definitely wasn't like a situation came up where they needed a robot and now they're authorizing it. They yeah. just are making an excuse to have a robot. That makes sense. Something you do when you already have one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean they're in like the tech world out there in Silicon Valley. Someone made, yeah, someone cooked up the robot. Sure, it exists now. Now we all have to maneuver around the fact that it exists somebody got grubhub and was thinking what if it blew me up wasn't there some kind of hearing where they like argued about whether to have the robot or not i mean yeah they so they have to like pass it through the city so there was like only three city council people or supervisors as they're called which is hilarious because it's san francisco who were um (laughs) opposed to the, the killer robots eight it was like eight to three i think that's cool. Um, By a landslide. <laughs> Votes yes for killer robots. God, San Francisco is like, uh, it's so scary. Shit that's going to happen everywhere is going to happen there first is kind of what's going on because it's like the most stratified city. Yeah. I mean, it feels like, I don't know, I haven't been to San Francisco in a long time, but it seems like, you know, most of what the police do there is just harassing homeless people. Yeah. So how is that going to work out with this? Are they going to have robots do it now? They're going to make robotic homeless people for the robot cop (laughs) Mm. to harass, and then that's just society. They take their consciousness and put it on a robot and then put the robot away, I guess, and then they justify it that way? It's literally RoboCop is what you just described. Yeah, I... Well, I mean, the pressure coming from the police department does make me feel like cops being like, what if we didn't have to go out and scare the homeless people and we just sent a Roomba to do it? Well, you know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, this is like obviously very fucked up and everything, but it's also, uh, well, it's also RoboCop, but it's also um, it's literally RoboCop. <laughs> what am I saying? Oh, uh, this is similar to like Obama logic with like drones and stuff where there was... Uh, when he first started rolling out drones, a lot of people were like, this is good. Like, this is like smart war and it's like not going to put our soldiers on the front line and stuff. Our boys. Yeah. <laughs> our video gaming boys. The, to to a certain mind, a certain way of looking at this that's fucking lame and tech dorky and considers itself liberal. This is actually like 
a really smart way to deal with the problem that I'm not going to think at all why it exists in the first place, you know? Right, because cleaning it up is really annoying. And I guess uh, targeted assassinations are annoying too. Yeah. <laughs> and it solved that problem really effectively, in quotes. Why does it... I, uh, it only has a gun, right? Like, they can't put, like... A th- ice cream machine on it to do other stuff. It's just like you could do anything with it. It's a robot. <laughs> yeah, like, bring it back to the garage. Have you seen Zoids? The impet- the 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 facade that police do anything other than kill people is really wearing thin <laughs> when you make a police robot and you only give it a gun. You know what's actually the uh, spicy take on this is there's one of the only strong unions left in this country is the police union. And mm. how are they not the ones on the front lines of saying like, we will not allow our officers to be replaced <laughs> by these murder yeah. robots. Cause that's going to slash the workforce into tatters. Although the only thing is that people, I mean, we already have more police than we need and it seems like it's completely untied from demand or budgets and that we'll just find room to make more ones right i think they're viewing this as another weapon you know like rocket launchers or machine guns or all the other shit they got um it's funny in san francisco the police force when they were unhappy with the da they just wouldn't go to crime scenes or like to arrests yeah like they would the da would like order an arrest to somebody and they wouldn't go and so they had to uh the district attorney's office when it was jesse boudin had to like rent vans and drive down and like arrest these people do citizens arrests yeah. of uh dangerous criminals wow yeah now they're saying they need robots i yeah i, I they really are the uh like the load-bearing pillar of american society is the police force right they're the only strong political force operating and deciding all of our uh, policies. I get there probably isn't a scarcity scare happening with the police because uh, someone has to drive the robot, right? Someone has to operate the ro- the for now. The, that's what I'm saying, right? The, what's going to happen is eventually fucking oh, Elon you know gets involved, <laughs> creates self-driving gun car thing. It only runs over children. The worst like thing of all time. <laughs> worst idea of all time. I'm sure eventually the wires will cross and they'll just make these like autonomous drone things that are like, it's here to police your neighborhood. <laughs> Don't worry about the gun on it. It's programmed perfectly to not fire it at you. And if it catches on fire that you can't put out, that's by design. <laughs> it's a police bomb. <laughs> just running through traffic. It and- just is a Tesla. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Steering wheels coming off of it. I yeah. saw somebody say it. Jay Leno there to testify at work. <laughs> <laughs> I saw somebody post the other day that their steering wheel came off of their Tesla and then everyone tweeted the I think you should leave thing. Yeah. <laughs> the steering wheel should not come off of the car. He literally made that. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Damn. Have you ever pull, pulled on a door handle and the knob comes off? There is a real second where you're just like society has come undone. Yeah. <laughs> Doors need to open when I pull them. <laughs> um Here's a story I wanted to talk about. New York City is hiring a rat czar. 
Uh, here's a story in the New York Times. Wanted NYC rat overlord with killer instinct will pay $170,000 a year. It's a pretty good job. Nice. So when you say rat overlord, that's the position they're already supposed to have it's to a, apply? No, it's a How new... How many years experience do I need? <laughs> it's a new position because Eric Adams has this weird thing where he's been waging a war on rats kind of subtly for the last few months. <laughs> well, there has been an, an influx of, of new rats uh, to New York City. I, I, don't and, you propagandize against uh, the rats on this podcast? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> but it. Isn't, isn't it like... I don't feel safe on the subway anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I heard something about with, with like COVID, they they got bolder. They got bolder. Well, yeah, because of fucking people. Right. They're getting bold. And stuff. I, I will say when I walk home, I've been scurried over by rats. I I read, Have you done that in sandals? Because it's a hell of a feeling. <laughs> I read a book about rats for this podcast oh, a long yeah? time ago, and it is now. See, you should read everything you come in contact with because eventually something will come up. <laughs> is it's it just relevant. called rats? It's just called rats. Yeah. Um, and it's about how uh, rats didn't live here before fucking Europeans came to New York. So, like, they have always been part of Dutch. our ecosystem, and the idea that we treat them like they're parasites or whatever is completely fucked up because we've always had them underneath us uh, or like Europeans brought them over here rather uh-huh. uh, same thing with pigeons like pigeons were brought over here and like used they're not um, they don't naturally live in the wild that's why they're just basically homeless animals and when you see them you're like fuck what's up with this <laughs> Hobo bird thing. <laughs> They're gross. They were used for like carrying messages, right? I think so. And I think, don't quote me on that. I might be wrong on this, but I think that they were used for that and then abandoned. And that's yeah. just why we have like city pigeons and stuff like that. And rats fucking get a bad rap they and they have rap. to live like uh, underground into the sewers and shit and burrow through weird holes. They have this insane thing they do where like if you're a rat, you like run out into the city and then you find roots to go find trash to eat and shit and then you have these like pheromones you use to like lay down the roots. Those are called rat lines. That's where that comes mm. from and other rats know your root because you like it's like the hobo code. Uh, it's like they have like a hobo code. <laughs> They're homeless animals, and I love them. And uh, the 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 solution here is that we're just gonna hire a rat king <laughs> to fucking hit him with a stick and like wage a city war on him. I will not I have it. I am curious about what the position of the rats are entails, and we need to clarify that for the listener: a rat king, not in the rat sense, right. where it's a hundred rats stuck together by their tails, but like a king, oh, a monarch of rats. I was thinking of the guy from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Rat King. Splinter. Actually, that was a, no, uh, there's a guy named Rat King, but, oh. but I should redact that statement because uh, it didn't make any sense. Rat King is a pro-rat person, and this is the opposite of a rat king. This is rat nemesis. Rat nemesis, for sure. Rat Lord. So one of the, <laughs> or, well, do we know that? Maybe, maybe it's a secret plan because... Eric Adams wants to control the rats and deploy them against his enemies. And I would have to respect him if he did that, and I don't think I want to go down that <laughs> You rat have to line. salute. <laughs> um, Luckily, there's no chance that's what's happening. So well, maybe I'm not too can, worried about it. Maybe you can correct so what the haters say with the, uh, with the anti-rat people. <laughs> Goddamn <maybe>. haters. <laughs> they say that uh, rats, you know, spread filth and disease. Is that not fair? Uh, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) The bubonic plague was good. (laughs) I mean, maybe they would not do that if they didn't live in trash. If they didn't have to live in trash. More people had house rats. 
Maybe you just need to kind of come up with a utility for the rats to participate in our society, Anders. Have you thought about that? (laughs) If they didn't have to live in the gutter, then they probably wouldn't be carrying all this disease. Have a shower rat hands you your shampoo. The the position, which is being referred to as rats are, is actually technically titled Director of Rodent Mitigation. Um, Oh, I thought it said immigration when I first read it. (laughs) No. Sending them to Newark. Yeah. the unusually irreverent job posting first reported by Gotham is seeks someone equipped with a bachelor's degree. <laughs> That's oh all God. you need. Holy shit. Five to eight years of relevant experience. Okay. What Doesn't is- really say what that is. <laughs> Most importantly, the drive, determination, and killer instinct needed to fight the real enemy. New York City's rest, relentless rat population. It suggests that the ideal candidate should possess the stamina and stagecraft to defeat the army of rats <laughs> described as cunning, voracious, and prolific. Is it going to be a PR war? <laughs> I don't know. You need to be able to use pyrotechnics. You need to be able to set a, uh, set a stage. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. Uh Mayor Eric Adams, to be sure, has a lot on his hands. Record levels of homelessness, a budget teetering on the brink, stubborn crime rates. But there are a few more consistent through lines in the mayor's public career than his fixation on rats. (laughs) 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 Mr. Adams has said he kept a rat as a childhood pet. Oh, my God. Of course he did. Has tied his fixation to the quote unquote trauma that rats have inflicted on New York City families. So he thought the rat was his friend. Okay, oh, if you keep a <laughs> rat it, as a pet, but then turn against them for the rest of your life, what, did he just have a rat as his prisoner as a child? <laughs> I, I think he, no, he I was think a he cop wanted, child? I think he was friendly with the rat and then it bit him or something. It doesn't make any sense that he would invoke having a rat as a child. I mean, you know what? Honestly, I think he's doing like, I have a black friend here with... Hey, I have a rat friend. <laughs> a rat Not friend. all rats. I don't hate all the rats. Yeah. You know, they're fine. We gotta, uh, we gotta take do. care of them. <laughs> Hitler had some great ideas when it applied to rats. <laughs> Especially Hitler. Um... <laughs> I'm just reading from the article because it's pretty much entirely gold. Uh, Mr. Adams, <laughs> who said he kept it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, in perhaps his most famous act in his prior job as Brooklyn Borough President, he hosted a demonstration of a newfangled rat trap <laughs> that involved <laughs> ladling drowned rats out of a vat. That's really what? upsetting. <laughs> oh, That's really what? upsetting. <laughs> you catch them in a vat? Yeah, I guess. And then Can he they l- swim? He ladled a bunch of dead rats out of a vat. So he drowns them? It <laughs> doesn't say. Oh, fuck. I might have to do some more research into this because there's a lot going on. There's a video. The people have questions. Oh, okay, hold on. Fuck. I got to get through the- A warm meal. Like some ad. fresh fruit. Shut, shut up. These okay. are bait. <laughs> Hang on. What is going on here? Hall over the course of the month. When I first get to the vat, where is it? And a lot of times that is not happening. No. Oh, fuck. Here it is. Okay, so he has this big, weird rat trap. (laughs) Without having to go into the device because of this counter here, lets you know how many you caught. And the rats are all contained in this device. This is the food that that they eat, and the rats are contained in this device. Rats don't go to a place when they smell dead rats. So when you use the rat candy that the city uses, the rats, once the rat dies, the other rats won't go and eat that food. 
because the rats are in here and it's concealed, they still climb up here because they follow the urine track. They follow See? where the other rats He knows go. a lot about rats. He also read the rat book. And by having them contained here, that is how we're able to make sure that Wait, we Wait, okay, I'm going to skip ahead to the ladle part. Brown. Are they going to go back <laughs> out of sight? I don't, this looks like it fucking then goes on forever. I don't know. Uh, You're kind of the opposite of Eric Adams in so many ways. Yeah, dude, we're arch nemeses. <laughs> um... Some sanitation experts worry Mr. Adams' rat focus risks diverting attention from more pressing needs, like the city's flailing commitment to all but eliminate residential trash by 2030, yada, yada, yada. What? I don't know. What are they doing? They're going to eliminate residential trash? That sounds like that's the plan. Oh, great. (laughs) What would the alternative be? I think that he means we're going to have to take our trash to specialized places probably private facilities how would you do that in new york city poorly it's gonna be a nightmare <laughs> it would be that we would fall apart within a month <laughs> no one is gonna this take that an, shit out this is a fucking Adam's we're gonna live in the idea. joker <laughs> <laughs> that's the plot of the joker is the trash people are on strike and the whole city's full of trash and there's rats everywhere yeah <laughs> This is an Adams. This is such an Eric Adams idea. There's oh my god! There's another good quote here. Despite their successful public engagement strategy and cheeky social media presence, rats are not our friends. <laughs> they are our enemies that must be vanquished by the combined forces of our city government. <laughs> wow, that's in the job posting. Rats, rodents spread disease, damage homes, wiring, and even attempt to control the movements of kitchen staffers. In an oh, he's making a ratatouille joke. Uh, okay. Okay, so it's like is this being, something to joke about? It's it's not. The, funny. Is the rats okay. are something to joke about? What, so what does the rats are specifically do? He's just a citywide rat catcher. You you think of ideas and you pitch them to McKinsey, and then McKinsey tells you how feasible they are and what you need to cut. You're like a Miss Frizzle of rat murder. Um, it's very unclear what this job actually <laughs> is. Fellas, <laughs> fellas, I am uh, on unemployment, and okay. as part of that, I have to apply to three jobs a week. You should apply. To Anders, that. you have more ideas than anyone I've ever known. I think that you could solve our rat issues. You Where's have a it? bachelor's degree. You're good at stagecraft. There you go. You literally could get this job. Who else applying has clown experience? <laughs> Can get into the small tunnels. What better way to fight a rat than with a clown? Where is the job posted? <laughs> I mean, if you Google it, <laughs> we'll man. send it. We'll send it to you. Folks are going to be googling rats are tonight. Folks, don't Google rats. Uh, I mean, this is such a Adam's idea that, like, I mean, my guess would be that. You could just handle sanitation better, right? And then there would be less rats. That's exactly what the person in who is going to be the rat czar's boss is saying. They interviewed him, and he's saying, the biggest issue is the way we deal with garbage in this city, which is bags of food essentially are put out on the street every night. Yeah. Uh, what we know is it, uh, doesn't work is just poisoning them, drowning them, and all these kinds of things. Honestly, this is like, <laughs> this is a perfect microcosm of his like police funding philosophy. Right. He doesn't want to deal with the root cause. He just wants to fucking kill people. (laughs) (laughs) He wants to do broken windows policing on rats. That's exactly what it is. Let me get this straight. The rat czar is going to answer to a person who (laughs) 
is not for any of this. Who <laughs> <laughs> doesn't think there should be a rat star? <laughs> yeah. Is it, it does remind me more and more of a Batman. He's trying to hire like an anti-rat Batman who reports to the city. Right. But it's also a scourge who is outlawed. I mean, that is a thing that like if, when people who haven't lived here um, see videos of New York or pictures, whatever the... Uh, a question I've gotten from friends was like, why are all the trash bags on the street? Like, what, what, what's that about? And you just kind of have to be like, uh, it's just what we do here. That's how they get them. Yeah. That, that, I don't know. If, I mean, there's probably a reason why we do that, but it seems like something that could be tackled <laughs> if we, if we had a plan. Well, uh, I mean, essentially. In a, in a way other than making every fucking resident here go to a facility and like you can't ask new yorkers to go to a dump it's not going to work <laughs> the trash will just be more on the street no man what you need is a big vat to catch all the rats in <laughs> and then you ladle them out <laughs> we're getting in we're talking circles over here you get, and that's how you feed the homeless oh man the rat soup there you go the rat soup have a robot the too. rats are like the most poisonous food you could eat hey man give me a chunky piece of rat there don't give me just the water <laughs> i've ever told you guys my my mouse story in, your mouse story yeah so it, the funny thing about mice <laughs> i've had mice in minnesota what are you eric They're, adams yeah uh but for mice yes Eric Adams, but for mice. Okay, so there are different. There are city mice and country mice. Y- yes, like except for some reason, I don't know what this is, but uh, I've caught m- mice in Minnesota, in the city, in New York City. I've had mice in Washington D.C. I was never able to catch even one when I lived in D.C. Huh. They just—they're wise to absolutely everything you try. Sticky traps. You know, traditional traps. Wearing little lanyards. I think so. I think it's part of the the vibe. Just people are good at getting out of loopholes <laughs> and you know getting caught for the if they if they are, live in filth. Yeah. Um, well, because the city's full of them. Right. It's a very corrupt town. Yeah. And, and so you, for whatever reason, I could not catch a mouse in D.C. How did you but, catch mice in New York and in uh, Chicago? You said or Minnesota? Minnesota stickies. Stickies. Well, in Minnesota, oh, I, I guess they're kind of dumb in Minnesota. I just need. I all I did was peanut butter on the traditional traps and snap trap. Oh, um, yikes. You hear it go off, and it's quick and easy. Uh, stickies oh. are. I really had to get used to stickies. I hated them at first. Stickies, sticky traps, glue traps, glue traps. I've never heard anyone call them stickies. Sticky. If you kill a lot of mice, you start calling them stickies. It's <laughs> tough because you have to. You have to hear they're, their screams. They're stuck there, yeah. and you have to. Do away with them. Yeah, um, that's it. And at first, really I really did not want to do it. I was like, I can't kill. Oh God, I can't hammer a mouse to death. Yeah. So someone told me, did you hammer a mouse to death? Eventually, I ended up having to. You can with just, a hammer. I mean, yeah. I don't know if this is better, but you can drown a rat that you catch. That's how the a, English do it. I mean, it's is also it? pretty depressing. Well, it's it better than this idea, which someone told me. Someone told me this was the most humane way no. to kill mice. I don't even want to know what's about to happen. <laughs> Trigger mice. warning. You know I like rats. Well, then mice, different species. Okay. Fair. Trigger warning. Fuck if mice. you love mice, this will upset you. If you're a big fan of, you made it this uh, far. The secrets of keep him. going. Um, you're almost. Someone told me it. that you're the best way to do it. Is by freezing them. No. no. 
So, yeah, the, someone I know is like, yeah, it's like going to sleep for them. That's like a pleasant <laughs> death. They don't even know they're dying. And I was like, oh, okay, God. great. So I would catch mice in my old apartment, put throw them in, in the sticky trap, and they'd be like, and I'd throw it in a the trap in a plastic bag, put it in the freezer, and I thought to myself, well, that's it. Um, and then one of my roommates... Serial killer behavior, by the way. One of my roommates opens the, oh, yeah. the freezer door. Comes home drunk, yeah, well, kind of hungry, rummaging around for a fudge What pop. do we got in there? Opens up and sees the mouse like... <laughs> oh, man. God damn. Is he still alive? It no. was still alive, yeah. That's really bad, Anders. I know. The act to out that just happened indicated yeah. it was in the process of dying. <laughs> <laughs> the physicality of it was breathtaking. Um, my college roommate, when, when uh, we left college and he moved, he moved down the street from me, and uh, he found a bunch of kittens in his backyard who'd been abandoned by their mother, and he tried <laughs> oh, to raise oh, them, no. but they like died right away because if they're abandoned by their mother, a lot of times it's because they're sick. And so they all died. Oh, and my God. He didn't know what to do with it, so he put them in a bag and put them in the freezer. <laughs> Roommates came God. home and found all these dead kittens in the freezer. Oh Fuck, my dude. God! This is the worst <laughs> podcast we've ever. Well, at least they didn't. They weren't murdered by the freezer. That does take uh, it to another level. Wait, were they? Wait, they were. They already, were dead. They were already okay. dead. So just put them in the. Oh, freezer? they were already. It dead. doesn't make any sense. They were dead when he found them. I don't know. Yeah, they okay, definitely okay, found okay. them. That's a. Why would that's he, a relief? Why, huh? I don't know why he put them in the freezer, but he did. <sighs> God, we damn. Know, they're hard we frozen the, cats. Should we tell the story about <laughs> what? Huh? The what? What do you? Oh no. <laughs> okay. Oh, they were like. It's not. It's not that. It's not as good as I thought. <laughs> well, it's it has a happy ending, which is the the cat survives. They, uh, okay. I thought you were whispering. Like you were whispering to stay off mic. Yeah. I thought you were like. Don't let Jake hear us. No, no it's okay. a story about his cat dying or something. <laughs> yeah, we replaced Murray like in Meet the Parents. Oh man! All right, First I me. Well, you could just do it without naming anybody. Yeah, but I, it is kind of a funny names, story. Okay, we've so, come so, this far. There was a certain <laughs> comedy venue. <laughs> oh, that a lot of us used to spend a the cat and the cream. I. Know. It was. I know the story. The river and the valley, and we would spend all of our time there because they had three open mics there a day. And so, uh, from the river to the sea. <laughs> all these jokes are free, um, free show in the basement. So uh, the venue became well, somewhat of a local hangout for all of the New York comedians in the area, and one of them uh, started kind of living there and you know developing rapport with the owner. In a way where uh, they were very close. And so when the owner was going out of town, she asked this comic, who we'll call Jim. Fivel. Let's call him Fivel. Let's call him Fivel. Uh, she asked Fivel. Jim Dorner. <laughs> we said, Jim, will you take care of my cat while I'm out? Uh, I'm going to be out of town for a week or something. And Jim is, well, he's an open mic comedian in New York City, so it was not maybe one of the most trustworthy people you've ever come across. And uh, came back one day to the comedy club to find the cat seemingly dead. It was <laughs> just organically not waking up, uh, kind of like on its side. Oh, no, not responding. 
the cat was dead and he had only been in charge of it for a few days. So he panicked and did kind of the scene that happens in the Aristocats <laughs> where he puts it in a bag and then goes to throw it in the river. <laughs> And so he like goes and like leaves it by a bridge or something on the, on the side of the highway. Right? On the side of the highway, <laughs> like really not handling a dead body at all. <laughs> really up there with putting dead kittens in a freezer. <laughs> goes back to the club. The owner comes back. She's like, "Where is my cat?" <laughs> he says, "I'm sorry, it spontaneously died." She loses her mind. <laughs> <laughs> bans him from the venue. He is no longer welcome back. All of a sudden, who comes walking in through the front door? <laughs> this cat has some kind of condition driving it to deep sleep in some occasions, and he almost murdered a living cat. <laughs> but it was a lie. It was, it's all a happy ending. And so the moral of the story is... Call the vet. Yeah, don't... Don't let open mic comedians take care of your kids. (laughs) (laughs) Man. I've had also similar personal experiences. I've had some people who've maybe guessed it on this show, take care of my cat and forget they need water. Oh, boy. (laughs) So they're like looking out of the toilet and stuff when I come back. And I'm like, why is my cat being like a little garbage menace? Oh, it hasn't had water for five days. Oh, man. I can't wait to ask you who that was off microphone. I can't wait to tell you. Okay, well, how That's much time have we done? A fucking hour on the okay. dot, and I cannot think of a better note to end this podcast <laughs> on than that story. I also. hope you've all learned a valuable lesson about something. <laughs> and you're gathering your family around, and you're, well, you're Googling Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, man. Damn, I feel... Gross. <laughs> uh, anybody got any plugs? Yeah. Rail strike. Oh fuck! We forgot to talk about the main Insurance. story. <laughs> well, we should just do. We'll do a longer piece on it. Yeah. Okay. Be on the lookout for that. Needless to say, it's not a plug. Uh, support the workers, though. Signed. A, there's a petition going around that I can send. I can't believe. We've Where's the petition talk? to just? Defy federal law and do a strike anyway. Yeah. Uh, to support them with, with, with let them decide what they want to do, and we support it. And uh, GoFundMe, OnlyFans, and Bio. Yeah, and if they end up, um, the petition is also to nationalize rail, which would be cool. That would be sick. I don't think it's going to happen, but would love that for yeah. us. Um, if you like nationalizing the rail, you will love the Game Boys comedy show for video game players and enthusiasts this December 16th at the Caveat Theater in the Lower East Side. Our last Friday date. You cannot miss it before we move to a different day of the week. Jake Flores is on the show. What? No holds barred comedian Jake Flores. <laughs> leave your leave your triggers at home because he's going to pull them. That's right. You've and, been warned, and um, that's well. There's a link for there somewhere online. Google Game Boys caveat. You'll find it. I am hereby calling out the Rat Czar to come to the show <laughs> and fight me. Fight me! Bring your bag of poison. Yeah, I'll bring my brood of rats. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what a bunch of rats are called. Jake yeah. the Swarm Flores. Um. Uh, that's also one of my plugs. I'm on that show, and I'm also going on tour with Mishka Shubali in January. Uh, I still need a show in Nashville if anyone knows some shit that we can do out there. 
Uh, and I think the rest of it's booked. Nice. That's it. Anders, you got anything? Uh, at Anders Lee here on Twitter. Uh, Thursley one, Instagram, TikTok, and uh, follow that Anders Lee TikTok, by the way. <sighs> yeah. We got some. Um, and uh, yeah, petition, sign it. And if you're in New York City, actually, uh, related to the rail strike, a union power campaign has just launched. There's a bunch of ways to get involved with uh, strike solidarity, uh, maybe getting jobs in strategic sectors, if that's what you're into. A lot of ways to, to plug into that. Um, and uh, so I'll, I'll link to that as well. I looked it up. A group of rats is called a mischief. That's really cool. It's finished. Hell yeah. Oh. It's rats. <laughs>